I bear a very lofty ambition in life. I have no hopes of reaching it. But my goal in life is to someday just be about half of everything I've been introduced as. And I would be quite a guy. But I'm delighted to be here tonight. And I want to thank Brother Jones for, and Brother McClintock for the vision to have this meeting. Uh, you young men, young ladies, on whom a call of God rests to preach the gospel, probably don't, I'm not sure you get it, in terms of just how blessed you are. I mean, you get to study how to preach from Jerry Jones. You know? I told him once, I'm not even going to look over where he's at, I, don't really, I told him once, when, like when he was youth president, I told him, Brother Jones, when I listen to you, I run this gamut of emotions. Because I get all torqued up and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to learn to preach. By the time you're done, I'm despondent going, I'm never going to be able to preach. <laughs> Tonight, when he was talking about Sister Grace, and he said, man, if that didn't make you want to preach, Brother Batcher leaned up to him. He said, kind of made me want to quit, actually. Um, <laughs> it's a great place to be tonight, and I thank you for your kindness and allowing me to have a part here. Luke chapter 2 going to read the Christmas story. I really am. At least a few verses of it. Pastor Bland, we're here tonight. He could probably tell you how many days until Christmas. He keeps pretty close tabs on that. Luke chapter 2 and reading beginning in verse 1, a passage that will be familiar to all of you that love the holiday season. The word of the Lord says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. When it comes to this thing of giving Jesus to the world, here's my message to you tonight. The accomplishment is the days. The accomplishment is the days. You can be seated tonight in Jesus' name. I'm going to tell you right between the eyeballs tonight that this thing called ministry, this thing called preaching, is not for the faint of heart. And in reality, in a larger sense, I can make the broader argument that this matter of living for God is not for the weak. It's not for the frail. It's not for the undetermined. Now let me be very clear tonight. I will gladly and loudly testify to anyone who asks, and even to some who don't, that it's a good life living for the Lord. I am 57 years old. That is young to a few of you, and it is ancient to these college students who are pondering how I can climb those steps without oxygen assistance. For the entirety of my years, I have known nothing but life within the framework of the apostolic church. I was born to apostolic parents from apostolic grandparents. My earliest memories are centered in the church. 
I was a child in the church. I was a young person in the church. I married in the church. I have aged in the church. And I'd like to go on record tonight. I have no regrets. I have lived my whole life in this apostolic way and I am nothing but grateful for that testimony. Though the grammar may be lacking, I concur with the words of that old spiritual. He ain't never done me nothing but good. And I just testify for a minute here tonight. I walk under the banner of his protection. I am surrounded by songs in the night. He speaks peace to me when the fiercest storms are raging. He's given me a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. He has redeemed my life from destruction. He has delivered me from the power of sin from the practice of sin and from the penalty of sin and he's building me a mansion where I'm going to live with him forever. Please explain to me why I would ever even remotely consider any other way to live. I'm not looking for an out. I'm not open to a better offer. There is no better offer. I will not entertain a different path. This is what I have been. This is what I am. And by the grace of God, this is what I will be until the last breath I ever. Somebody better decide with me. The line is drawn. The decision is made. Hell may hate it, but he can't stop it. The matter is settled. I am an apostolic priest. With all that said, life does find ways to put your commitment to the test. We would be helplessly naive, hopelessly naive, not to acknowledge and recognize and prepare for the fact that the days through which we walk will not be all pink lemonade and daffodils. Some of the roads we walk will indeed be gentle paths through green pastures beside still waters. The Bible promises that. But if you're not aware, I'm going to bust your bubble tonight and tell you that some others will be rocky, winding pathways up the face of steep hillsides strewn with shards of glass. Some days will be attended by songbirds. Buzzards will populate others. The Bible teaches us this. You need read, only read Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I think Brother McQuay referenced this last night. There are days of dancing, but there are days of mourning. 
There are seasons of getting, but there are seasons of losing. There are moments of laughter, and there are moments of tears. There are times of peace, but you will also know times of war. And this drastic contrast from one day to the next is the hallmark of life here after the fall. The days can change so suddenly. Proverbs 27 and 1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Can lay your head down on the pillow at night, having just experienced the wonder of Holy Ghost glow all day long, and wake up in the morning with hell attacking you in ways you never dreamed possible. It takes merely the setting and then the rising of the sun to change so drastically the content of your days. And so I would maintain that one of the greatest accomplishments for a child of God is the days. Not the years, not the decades, not the lifetime. It's the days. Days which vary so drastically one from the next. Days which present you with the opportunity to quit. Days that whisper hopelessness and despair to you. Days that try to convince you that it will always be this way. Days that tempt you to lay aside your commitment and to abandon your calling. Days that try to silence your worship and days that assault your faith and the accomplishment of living for God is found in the days. It's being a worshiper on Monday when you don't feel anything. It's singing a victory song when everything looks dark and depressing. It's dancing through depression. It's praising through pain. It's singing through sorrow. It's testifying through tears. Come on, somebody. It's staring down a future that looks bleak and uncertain, but saying, I know this. I can make it through today. I, I can serve one more day. I can preach one more day. I can worship one more day. I can pray today. I can trust today. I will accomplish And one day at a time, I'm gonna answer his call, I'm gonna preach his word, and I'm gonna finish what he assigned to me. I don't know if I'll have any plaques to hang on my wall, but I'm gonna get a crown fitted to my head because no matter what else, I'm gonna be one step closer to heaven tomorrow than I am today, and the accomplishment is the days. Consider, consider with me if you would please. The words of our text, oh, I certainly understand that the use of that phrase, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered, literally means, of course, that her labor started, her biological mission to be the womb in which the Christ child grew 
and developed was completed, it was time for the Messiah to have physical arrival into the outside world. But consider, if you would with me, for just a moment what that phrase really says. Because for nine months, ever since that divine day that the Holy Ghost overshadowed her, and miraculously that babe was consumed, was conceived in her. For nine months her body had been at work providing shelter, nutrients, blood supply, oxygen to that little developing body which was the miraculous union of humanity and divinity. Day by day she had been producing the body which would one day hang on Calvary. I heard a heard a guy say he was young, young, and you know, hadn't been married too long, just a few years, and his wife was expecting their first child. Now, gentlemen, this is an experience. Uh, I, and listen, I'm not mocking because I wouldn't want to go through it. One more reason I'm glad I'm a guy. Um, our hormones are all over the map. It's just, they cry for really guy said, I went to work that morning. My wife was laying on the couch. I came back from work that evening. She was laying on the couch. He said, I was young, stupid. I looked at her and said, what have you done today? <laughs> he said, she looked at me and said, well, let's see. Today, I made a lung He said, I looked back and said, I'll go to the kitchen and fix you dinner. <laughs> yeah, I know, Mary, you only see it when the process is completed. Angels sing and shepherds came and the heaven was lit from horizon to horizon with a host singing glory to God in the highest when Christ was fully formed. But what you can't see is that on a myriad of days when nobody noticed and no one saw and no one came and no angel sang, Christ was being formed in me. And those are the days that made this day possible. God didn't impregnate her and then suddenly she just goes, nine months ready to give. It was the process of days. And were it not for those days that nobody celebrated, there would not be the day that everybody celebrated. Because Christ isn't formed in you in an instant. Christ is formed in you as the accomplishment of the day. Someday you may preach a conference. Someday you may stand on a great platform. Someday you may pastor a large church. But if you do, it will be the accomplishment of the days. Days when nobody saw and you prayed anyway. Days when you could have quit and you stayed faithful anyway. Days when it would have been easier to walk away from your calling. But you said, I'm in this for good. And Christ is being formed in the only reason the only reason Mary could hold that baby boy in Bethlehem that night was because of all the days that preceded when no one celebrated days of ridicule 
Days of having her reputation questioned. Days of living with the sideways glances from people in the market. Days of morning sickness, backaches, and tired feet. The only reason you'll ever present him to the world. The only reason you can deliver him for the world is all the unseen days that you've spent in a prayer room, in private devotion, in unseen commitment. You see, the accomplishment truly was the days. The world met Jesus because her days were accomplished. Lepers were cleansed because her days were accomplished. Bartimaeus looked into the face of his family because her days were accomplished. There is a blood-soaked cross and an empty tomb because her days were accomplished. And I preach to you that someday you're going to stand up and say, yeah, I get it. You only saw me when I was up preaching. You only saw me when I was in that youth rally. You only saw me in public moments. But you didn't see the days at school that I skipped lunch and went up to the chapel and laid on my face in the corner of that room and sought God. You didn't see the days I went out on the back of the campus, laid face down in the grass, and sought the face of God. You were there when hell told me to give up and go home and I said I'm going to stay one more day the accomplishment is the days and hell you might as well just get used to me I'm going to be here tomorrow and I'll be here the next day Somebody hear me? No matter what tomorrow brings, I'll be here and I'll still be an apostolic preacher. No matter how it hurts, I'll be here and I'll still be an apostolic preacher. No matter how alone I feel, I'll be here and I'll still be an apostolic preacher. Today and the next day and the next day and the next day because the accomplishment is the days. There is something rather dynamic about a commitment to faithfulness through the days. I take you to a moment in the life of our Lord. He is approaching the end of his ministry in earth on in mortal flesh. In fact, he has set his face toward Jerusalem, knowing full well the horrors that await him there not long after his arrival. Some of the Pharisees come to him and they say, you know, you better get out of here. Herod's going to kill you. Got to love those good-hearted Pharisees always looking out for Jesus. 
Christ's response to them is very intriguing to me. He provides this itinerary for them to pass along to Herod. He said, you go tell that old fox. That is not a term of endearment. That I'm kind of busy right now casting out devils. And today, today and tomorrow, he said, I, I'm going to be healing the sick. And he said, in the next day, wait, wait. He said, in the next day, I'm going to be perfected. He says, you also tell him that all three of those days, I'm going to be walking. He said, because i I got to get to Jerusalem. I've got a destiny in front of me. I've got a promise in front of me. I've got a mission in front of me. I've got a calling in front of me. And every day, I'm going to get closer to that calling. You can tell him I'll be taking one step after another. It may not be as glamorous as casting out devils. It may not get as much attention as healing the sick. But today, I'm closer to my destiny than I was yesterday and, and tomorrow I'll be closer than I am today. And when I destroy sin on the cross and Satan at the empty tomb, the reason it happened will be the accomplishment of the days. The truth that you must keep in focus is that the accomplishment is the days. Days of prayer when no one sees. Days of preaching when no one responds. Days of faithfulness when you're weary. Days of service without applause. Days of sacrifice with no rewards here. Days of unseen devotion with no public notoriety. Days of walking through challenges toward a destiny that he promised you. Oppressing past discouragement because you have an appointment on a hill of sacrifice. Days of believing in prayers that you prayed when you don't see one thing happening. Days of preaching through pain because a sinner needs the gospel. Days of living what you know is right no matter how your flesh resists. Days of standing for truth when other people are compromising. Days of worship when you don't feel like it. Days of singing when there's no music. I tell you, friends, the accomplishment is the days.
Let me preach to you just a little more. No less an authority in the word of God tells us that your days aren't all going to be pretty. The Bible talks about, listen, this is encouraging. The Bible talks about days of slaughter, days of mourning, days of adversity, days of battle, days of evil, days of wrath, and days of calamity. Well, that sounds like a real tourist brochure. But I want to encourage you with some words of the psalmist. Psalm 37 and 18 says this, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright. Somebody hear what I tell you? He knows. You never got up one morning and faced an ugly day that he didn't know. Never prayed one time when you didn't feel like it that God didn't know. You've never been through one ugly sunrise that God didn't know. He He knows the days of the upright. Let me just tell you. What's going to populate your days? Matthew 6, 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Hate to break it to you, but tomorrow will have a little evil in it, and the next day will have a little more. But let me tell you what else is sufficient. Sufficient under the day is the evil thereof, but that's not the only thing that's sufficient. Because when Paul said, I'd take it a lot easier if you just take this thorn out of my flesh, God said, hey, my grace is sufficient. Evil may be sufficient, but his grace is sufficient. You may face trouble, but his grace is sufficient. You may fight hell, but his grace is sufficient. You may get weary, but his grace is sufficient. Sing anyway, shout anyway, preach anyway, pray anyway, study anyway. I'm gonna make it one day When the days are accomplished, Christ will be formed in you. When the days are accomplished, the heavens are going to take note of it. When the days are accomplished, the heathen shepherds are going to come and see. When the days are accomplished, you're going to show Jesus to the world. Watch. And I will quit very quickly. I want you to know that pain and weariness and questions and fear and whatever else you're dealing with are not all that mark the accomplishment of your days. Because this book says something else about our days. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all, all, all the days of my life on bad days 
days, there's goodness and mercy. On hard days, there's goodness and mercy. On tough days, there's goodness and mercy. On lonely days, there's goodness and mercy. When you feel like you're standing by yourself, goodness and mercy shall follow. God, I want you to know, and hell, I want you to know, that's why I won't quit. I'll I may not be able to understand a year like this, but I can live for God today. I may not be able to imagine a month like this, but I can live for God today. I may not even want a week that looks like this, but I can worship today. I can dance today. I can pray today. I can be holy today. when you add this day to the next day to the next day to the next day pretty soon what I was facing is back behind me and I've come through it still living for God because the accomplishment is the day One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Days when I'm on top of it, I'm staying in God's house. Days when I'm underneath it, I'm staying in God's house. Days when I feel victorious, I'm staying in God's house. Days that I feel defeated, I'm Hell, you can't get me out of this place because I can make it today. His grace is sufficient today. His mercy is new today. I'm going to preach one more. I'm going to pray one more prayer. I'm going to sing one more song. I'm going to teach one more Bible study. I'm going to be faithful. I wish you'd throw your hands in the air and let hell know he's in trouble because you're not going any place. Come on, let it roar. The accomplishment is the days. I'll still be here tomorrow. I'll still be a preacher tomorrow. I'll still be holy tomorrow. I'll still be praying tomorrow. to confuse hell right now and say you got problems I'm still here I'm looking for somebody that's been discouraged to confuse hell right now and say you got a problem I'm still here I'm looking for somebody that thought about quitting to say to hell you got a problem 
won't quit today. And if I don't quit today, I won't quit tomorrow. And the accomplishment. Go ahead, somebody, and celebrate your victory. Go ahead, somebody, and celebrate your destiny. Go ahead, somebody, and celebrate your calling. It's not over. It's not over. The accomplishment is the day. He said, as your days, so shall your strength be. I'm sorry, did you hear me? He said, as your days, so shall your strength be. However bad that day gets, that's how strong you're going to be. However rough the journey gets, that's how strong you're going to be. Whatever you need tomorrow, he'll give you that strength. Whatever you need the next day, that's how strong you're going to be. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it.